Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, so, get your sermon notes out. And today, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to roll through some stuff. Because um, we have a few testimonies I want you to hear towards after we do some worship. But... Um, the whole point, the whole point of what's on my heart today, we've been, we've been talking about these kingdom realities. And if you've been studying, we've been talking about, you know, you know come and studying the stuff we've been talking about. We've been talking about being scripture-fed, spirit-led, uh, love-motivated, grace-empowered, and, and faith-activated. And these are foundational realities. And so we're going to start today a few weeks about faith. We are faith-centered, so we're going to sit a while on faith. Because faith is the activator. And that's what I want to talk to you about, how faith will activate those other realities. And we'll talk about that here in a second, but we're going we're gonna to go through these notes. I'm going to go through it pretty fast because I've listed the scriptures for you to study on because the main gist that I want to say, and I actually want to pray into this even before we get into the Word, is because is, what I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying is very key to your life. It's very key to your life. You need to listen you need to listen as if your assignment starts right after the sermon. God will meet you at your measure. How you hear, how you hear determines what you do with what you hear. So I want you to hear and I want you to grow and I want you to have a passion because what I believe the Holy Spirit is doing is, is taking Sarah and I, taking all of us who call this place home and, and church family. We're not supposed to be another church. We're not supposed to be what we're supposed to be us, who's God called us to be. And you're here because God's brought you here. And some of you are seeking, and, and if the sermon today and if just being here today kind of awakens you and stirs you, then maybe you found your home. And if it doesn't, you're like, I don't even like fish neither. Then maybe you haven't found your home. But the reality is, is I want you to hear with faith. And I want you to hear with a fresh faith. Because I believe what the Holy Spirit is doing is he's bringing you from another level. The Bible says we go from faith to faith. And that he's bringing you to another level of faith, if you're willing, that will, that will change every aspect of your life. Your Bible will look different to you. Worship will feel different to you. Everything you do will be different. There are different seasons when you walk with the Lord where you have to kind of put off, continue to put off the old and embrace and put on the new. And this is one of those seasons. If you want to keep up with what the Holy Spirit is going to do through the rest of this year and going into next year, you're going to have to step up a new level of faith. You're going to have to step up a new level of faith. You're not going to lose your salvation if you don't but you're going to miss out on all that God is doing. Because I think we've, been, we've gone from a season of, of, of uh, walking, jogging, but I'm telling you we're about to start running. And I don't run just to run. I'm, I, I used to when I was young, and I, I think about running now. I pray about running now. I don't run just to run. But when the Holy Spirit is bringing us from a walk to a little bit more, and then to a run. We need to be in step 
And the way to be in step is you got to put your face shoes on. You got to put your face shoes on. So I want to pray something over you and I want you to receive it at the deepest level of your being. As your pastor, I want to pray this over you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that you are the author and you are the finisher of our faith. And I pray over every person. I pray over every family. I pray over all whatever influence or circle or whatever you have given those, those each household. Father, we pray a fresh faith. We pray a faith that will be igniting, a faith that will be um, pure, a faith that will be uh, just increasing to the next level, God. I pray the wind of your spirit and the speaking forth of your word will ignite a faith at a different level to where we go from uh, just all cylinders operating, God. That every ceiling that they've been bouncing under, in Jesus' name, we pray a breakthrough that is fueled by faith. We pray a breakthrough, God, that they will break through to another level, another dimension. That they will put away childish things and put away things from the past. And that through a spirit of wisdom and revelation, you would activate their faith on another level. Help us to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. And we bless your holy name. And we believe all things are possible to him who believes and trusts in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so look at your sermon notes real quick. I want to run, I want to run through this. And I might stop and preach a little bit here and there, but we'll see what happens. So it's almost like this. I want you to want to grow in faith. I want you to want to grow in faith because there's scriptures that you need to read again for the first time. There's sermons you need to hear again for the first time. There's promises you need to grab hold of for the first time. There's declarations you need to make for the first time. There's giving and that you need to do for the first time. There's worship that you need to give unto the Lord for the first time. You need to break through. Matter of fact, give knuckles to your neighbor and say, break through. So 2 Corinthians 5, 7 is a, a, a serious main uh, foundational scripture to this house. And you know it, for we walk by faith, not by sight. See, sometimes what we see will blind us from what we need to see. And we, don't, we should walk by faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is by grace through faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is by grace through faith. And so walking by faith gives you access to all these other areas, and we need to walk by faith. So if your faith is off, everything else is off. If your faith is a quarter inch off, everything that's built on your faith is a quarter inch off or more. So we got to know what faith is and what faith is not. Faith is not hope. Faith is not wishful thinking. The Bible clearly teaches what faith is, and we're going to unpack it over the next few weeks. There's no way in the world I can, uh, any one, any, just this first verse I could spend an hour talking about. 
So I want to go through this and show you some things because the whole goal of today is that your desire would change, that you're, you would have a passion to begin to do the work that you need to do, not to earn faith, but learn faith. For you to step in for you, and I'm not talking about the person next to you, I'm talking about you, that what would happen if you had a passion and a desire to start saying, God, I want to, I want to walk in an in a activation of faith. I want to grow in faith. I want to come to another level of faith. See, if you can have that desire, I'm telling you, you will break addiction. You will break, you will break struggles. You will break depression. You will break the neck and break the yoke and break the back of everything that's trying to take you out. But you got to have this desire to say, I want to walk by faith, not by sight. I want to walk by faith. I want to grow in this thing. So let's look at this. And so faith, the definition of faith is pistis, and it means this, divine persuasion. Circle those two words. It's not, see, we can be persuaded by, by all kinds of stuff. Some of us can be persuaded by people, by circumstances. It's divine persuasion. It's the persuasion that comes from the Lord. So it's divine persuasion that literally produces a belief, a trust, a confidence that should end up walking in faithfulness. We got to be persuaded. And the Holy Spirit is doing that in some of the lives in this room. He is persuading you. Because you've been persuaded in other seasons and for different reasons, you've been persuaded by other things and the Lord is bringing you back to divinely persuade you into who he is and what he's doing in your life. Because he's at work in your life. You've heard me teach this before. I do not believe God is in control. I do not believe that. People talk about the sovereignty of God and they say it because it sounds good. They say God is in control. God is sovereign and he is Lord. He's before all and in all and, and, and after all, but he is not in control. We have a partnership with God. God is at work. God is in the lead. He is leading. He is actively engaged. He's actively at work, but he's not in control. He delegates a partnership to us, and that partnership is activated by Faith. I believe the doctrine of God is in control robs people of the necessity to grow in their faith. The reason the why things are messed up in your life is because God is not in control. You are. And write this down. It's not on your notes. Write this down. Faith is agreement with God. Write this one down. Faith is partnership with God. And so we look at Hebrews 11. You know this. I love it in the Amplified Version. I'm just going to have to read this and go on because this whole thing will just get me lit on fire. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed confirmation of the things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, meaning it's what God said. It's what God promised. It's not what you want, it's what God promised. And the evidence of things not seen, meaning the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I love that definition. It's title deed. And we'll unpack that in the weeks to come. Faith is your willingness to see things from God's perspective. See, you have my perspective, your perspective, their perspective, then there's God's perspective. And faith is your willingness to stop seeing 
things from your distorted, blinded, preferred perspective. And it's a willingness to come into agreement with God to say, God, I want to see you, I want to see me, I want to see them, and I want to see that through the lenses of your perspective. The question is, are you willing to let go of your perspective to gain his? And the second thing I want you to see is faith is your readiness. Circle that word readiness. It's your readiness to hear, understand, and obey. Now, there's a typo there, the God's word. <laughs> I'm going to see that, that typo. Holy Spirit, um, would you please just begin to change that and bring a correction to that? Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> All the kids are like, what? What just happened? See, I made that one mistake for all this year in, in sermon notes. Just to show you that God will help you out if you make a mistake. Anybody here ever made a mistake? And all the ones who saw that typo and they're like, hmm, found the typo. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You need to help a brother out. Let somebody know. And so I thank you for my, we have amazing um, media team and and that just they serve so much. I just love I love all the worship team, the media team. They do such they work so hard and they do such a good job and they try to correct my mistakes. Praise the Lord. So uh, the other thing I want you to see is it's not just a willingness to see and a readiness to hear. You know that's what Jesus said in John chapter five. He said I only do what I see my Father doing and I only say what I hear my Father saying. That's because Jesus walked by faith. He had a willingness to see things from God's perspective. He had a readiness to hear, understand, and then obey what God's word is saying. Because God's word is God's will. So faith gives you access. Circle that word access to grace. That's Romans chapter 5, 1 and 2. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Faith gives you access to grace. That's why being faith activated is so important. Because if you're not activating your faith, then you're not building the, the other realities of the kingdom of God upon a, a firm foundation of faith. Because you could go to scripture and if you don't build it on a, if, it, if, you're, if you're being scripture fed, but you're not being, it's not by faith, then you, what Hebrews 4 says is they, they had the gospel preached to them, but it did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. So you can hear the word of God, you can grow in your head knowledge to the word of God, you can understand what God's word is saying, but if you don't mix it in with a foundation of faith, then you are not activating the purpose and promise of God's word to be fulfilled in your life. You're hearing something that will never take hold in your life. You'll know it mentally, but not experientially, because you're not mixing it with faith. We need to be a people of faith. Faith in the word of God. Faith in the God of the word. Faith being activated. What is it that has happened that has caused you to walk in unbelief? What did somebody say? What did somebody do? What was the thing that hit you in the gut that made you start to doubt God? What made you start to like question to where you're, Jesus, you see, Jesus spoke this to his disciples all the time. All the time he would say, oh, ye of little faith. Meaning, why is your faith, why, why you have such little, or sometimes it was no faith. You had no faith. 
And Jesus was speaking that. What if he would speak? So if he'd speak that to them, he'll speak it to us. He'll love us enough to confront us and say, why are you walking in such little faith? And what would happen if we came back to a fresh faith, came back to a strong, strong faith? And you know, if you don't have any faith, you know how to get this. And guys, anyone who's been going to church for a long time, y'all better know this verse. Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come just by reading the word of God. Reading the, God is, reading the word of God is the first step, but the next step is you read it with a hearing heart. Just because you read the Bible doesn't mean God owes you something because you did your Christian chores. Reading the Bible is feeding. It's feeding your soul. It's feeding yourself on the promises of God. And it's having faith to hear. And we'll unpack this verse later um, in, the, in the weeks to come. Look, we're turning over. We're halfway done. Praise the Lord. The Bible speaks of, and each one of these I'm going to unpack. I'm going to try not to unpack them today because I can get fired up about these. Lord Jesus, help me. The Bible speaks of the word of faith. The word of, Danny, talk, Danny Kidd talked about this a few weeks ago, um, which talks about, and the two scriptures you can look up there is Romans 10, 6 through 10, and Deuteronomy 30. Um, and I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come. We're going to unpack these scriptures. That's why I'm not taking time to go into them today. But you need to know there's a whole movement in the body of Christ trying to cancel the word of faith. Like the word of faith is a bad thing. The word of faith is not a bad thing. The word of faith is a biblical thing. Now, do some people take things from Scripture and stretch them and twist them and manipulate them and maybe do it? Yeah, they do that with everything. But just because a truth is taken to an extreme doesn't mean the truth does not exist. And the truth is, if you allow people to talk you out of being a word of faith person, somebody asked me, are you word of faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. You cannot be a Christian and not be word of faith. Danny said it a few weeks ago, you can't be saved with that word of faith. So word of faith and what the Bible is saying is everything in the kingdom of God happens by grace through faith. And it happens through his word. Everything God created in the beginning was God. And in the beginning, or in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word is God. And everything that he created, he created through his word. So anything that God will ever create in your life will be created by his word. And not just his intellectual word or his word that you have to perform, but his word of faith. It's the word of faith, meaning you're having faith in his word. You're hearing the word mixed with faith. It's not a word of intelligence. It's not even a word of promise. It's a word of faith. That means how do you interact with the word? You can only interact with the word by faith. And what that means and what that speaks to is you believe in your heart and you, you confess or speak with your mouth. That's how you get saved. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, and that's how you are born again. Well, every other reality in the kingdom of heaven is received the same way. Word of faith. Word of faith. That you believe what God says, you confess it in your agreement to what he says, and you believe it as if it's already done because it is, and that's coming into partnership and agreement with him. So when you believe it with a heart of faith, you confess it and speak about it with a heart of faith, then that's what activates it in your life. 
There are promises of God that have not been activated in your life because you have not believed and you have not continued to speak with faith. I know people talk about name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, but there's, and they say that's extreme and some people stretch it and, and take it out of context. I agree they do that, but it doesn't change the reality that that's how faith operates. God is not in control. Your faith is. Your faith is. Why don't you lean over just because y'all make me nervous right now being all quiet. Why don't you lean over to somebody and say, I think he's talking about somebody you know. So when Paul is quoting this in Romans chapter 10, he's he's saying this, but he's quoting Deuteronomy 30. He's quoting the Old Testament when he says this. The next thing, there's the spirit of faith. Man, I can't wait to teach on the spirit of faith. I'm going to break y'all off something when we talk about the spirit of faith, which, which the spirit of faith operates this way. I believe, therefore I speak. Then there's the confession of faith. That means hold fast to your confession. What confession? The confession of your faith. Because if we're supposed to believe and therefore speak to get saved, then any other confession after salvation is a word of faith confession. So hold fast to your confession. Well, why do I need to hold fast to the confession? Why do I need to hold fast to the confession? Because there's going to be a testing of your faith. Your faith is so precious, it has to be tested. Your faith has to be tested. Some, Some of you right now are in the middle of a testing, and you're wondering what's going on. You're just being tested. Hold your confession. Hold to your faith. Hold to your belief. You're going to pass this test. You might be in a, a battle or whatever. Hold hold to it. Hold to it. Every, every trial or temptation that the enemy brings you into, God can turn it into a test, which is for promotion. And every testing that God is bringing into your life, the enemy will turn it into a trial or a temptation. So everything is a testing of your faith. And you just need to be like, ooh, I'm going to pass this test. Because guess what? It's an open book test, which by the way, I was so bad in high school, I failed them too because I brought the wrong book. (laughs) My high school days was more like my favorite two classes was recess and lunch. So not only do we have the word of faith, that's the foundation of this, and the spirit of faith that works with the word of faith. So the word and the spirit work together, and we'll unpack that later. Uh, Then you have this confession of faith. You have a testing of faith. The Bible teaches about a prayer of faith. We prayed over some people this morning, anointed them with oil. James 5 talks about the prayer of faith. It's not the prayer of hope. Oh, God, please, I hope you heal them. God, I hope you deliver them. God, it's not a prayer of hope. It's a prayer of faith. God, it is your will. You are healer, and therefore you heal. And so I come into agreement with your word and I add my, uh, you know, my faith with, with your word and the spirit of that I believe and therefore I speak and I hold fast to my confession and I say what you say over this person, be healed in Jesus' name. That's the prayer of faith. It's not the prayer of hope of, oh God, you're in control. God, you're in control and I hope, I hope you like this person. I hope you do something. I hope, I hope you love them enough to heal them. So our prayers are, so, a lot of times, so many people in the body of Christ don't have prayers of faith. They have prayers of hope and prayers of ignorance. 
We need to know what God's word is and we need to pray God's word because God's word is God's will. I can't wait to talk about that one too. The next one, the good fight of faith. Has anybody ever been in a fight of faith? So this is why faith is so activating into your life. You got the word of faith. You got the spirit of faith. You got that confession of faith that you got to hold fast to. You got to pass the testing of your faith. You've got the prayer of faith and you got to walk through that fight of faith. And I love this last one in the middle of the fight of faith. It's the last one for now. It's the last one so we can go eat fish in a little bit. Is the shield of faith. And you know what the shield of faith is? The shield of faith is your confession. You know, um, a lot of people don't know this. You should know this. But where the Bible talks about, you know, um, the word of God, there's logos and there's rhema. Y'all should know all that, the different words for the word of God. Um, Logos represents the written word, the complete word. And then rhema is the spoken word. Matter of fact, worship team, go ahead and come on up. Rhema is the spoken word. And Jesus, in Revelation, it shows a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. It said his hair is like wool, his eyes are like flames of fire, and he's got a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. So your Bible, when it says in Ephesians chapter 6, when it's talking about the Word of God, it says we have the, um, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's the word rhema. And so when people hold up their Bible, when people hold up their Bible and say, this is the sword of the Spirit, they're swinging around like Zorro. Sword of the Spirit. Okay, that's not what the sword of the spirit is. The sword of the spirit is the word of God coming out of your mouth. Jesus in the wilderness being tempted. He said, it is written and then spoke to the enemy, the the word of God. So Rhema is applying a portion of the spoken of the written word of God in a moment that is led by the Holy Spirit to pierce and defeat the enemy. But if you don't have God's word in your heart, you can't put God's word in your mouth. And if you want to walk with the sword of the Spirit, you have to put God's Word in your mouth and led by the Holy Spirit, you talk to people, places, and things. And the shield of faith is the same way. The shield of faith is is you creating a shield, like a force field, and you begin to declare God's promises over your life. Every husband and father in this house, you need to listen to me. It is your responsibility to be the primary, not the only one, but the primary person who uses the sword of of the Spirit and the shield of faith in your house. By saying what God says, believing it and saying it over your family. Yeah, but you don't understand the season we're in. We don't walk by sight. We walk by. And if we're going to go as a church to another level, if we're going to walk in all that God has for us and not just do church, but walk in all that God is assigning and and growing us in, we're going to have to go to another level of this kind of faith. I love what Danny Kidd said a, a couple weeks ago. I quoted him here. It said, he said this, it is impossible to enter what God uh, has for you with unbelief. It's impossible. You cannot enter what God has for you if you are not walking in faith. And so my challenge to you today, my challenge to you today is to have a heart that simply this, I could have said this and been done with the sermon. I want you to want, passionately desire to walk in a fresh faith, to grow in faith, 
because your new passion and desire for faith will activate everything else at another level. Activate everything else at another level. And I love this scripture in Luke 18, the last verse on your notes. Jesus was teaching about prayer and he told a parable about prayer. It's an awesome thing about never giving up in prayer. It's awesome it's an awesome scripture about holding fast to your confession of faith, knowing that God is a just God. And at the end of it, what it says is Jesus said to them, nevertheless, will the Son of Man find faith on earth when He comes? And you know, your Bible says in John chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, He said that the Father is seeking worshipers. The Father is seeking worshipers. I believe Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, is seeking and looking for those who walk by faith. And why is that? Because He came to this earth and He walked by faith. He is God. He is the Son of God. But He came to the earth as a man and walked by faith so that you and I would have an example of how to walk by faith. As we go into this time of worship, I want you to ask, as you begin to just bless God, I want you to do a couple different things. And matter of fact, I want our prayer team to go ahead and come on up right now. I want you to do a couple different things. I want you to really search your heart about faith. And even as you're crying out in worship and you're singing to the Lord, you're praising the Lord. And some of you say, well, I don't like to sing. And some people sitting around you may not like it when you sing. But the Lord loves it when you sing to Him. So anybody in the room who struggles with singing, you sing to the Lord verbally out loud. But as you do, I want you to pray as, as you're singing and blessing and ministering to the heart of God. I want you to have this thing of, Lord, let faith rise in me. Let a purity of faith, let a passion of faith rise in me. That, God, I know you're at work in my life. You're helping me overcome this. You're bringing me through that. You're, you're delivering me out of this. You're delivering me into that. God, you're at work in my life. And from that foundation, having this thing of, God, I know you want to do so many things, but I want to partner with you. I want to agree with you in faith. I want to have this faith that that doesn't, I don't want a weak faith that limits me. I want a strong faith that empowers me to walk in all that God has. What if the entire church had your level of faith? What if the entire church had your level of faith? So as we go into this worship time, I want you to just worship the Lord and just desire to grow in faith. And if you have a, a word or somebody's highlighted to you in this room, I want you to go pray for them. God's given me something for a couple people in here and I'm going to go pray for them. So if I start coming to you and you go to the bathroom, I'm going to chase you all the way to the bathroom. But if you have somebody that's on your heart and God's leading you, go pray for them. If you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, you just come all through worship. You just come. You come receive prayer. If you've, if you've been running from God and you've never given your life to God and you've been running and, or hiding and you know today's the day. You, you, look, you come to church. You're here at church and that's great. But you know you've never surrendered your life to Jesus to make Him the Lord of your life. You're still the boss. And if you need to surrender to Him and God's leading you to do that, you come and tell these people, hey, you need to pray for me. Teach me how to surrender. 
And if you have a need for any reason whatsoever over a family member, if sickness is attacking your body, you come and these people will pray the word of God over your life. And they'll pray it in faith. So church family, let's stand up. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit to move through each heart and each life. Let your word be at work. Let your word be at work in our life. And Father, help us to grow in faith. Help us to desire to grow in faith, God. Help us to break through. Help us to let go of the old and embrace the new. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you just work power in your people, deliverance in your people, salvation in your people. And we come to worship you by faith. And we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.